Well, thanks for listening to Hope Signals, the podcast of Life on the Verge Ministries. This is your host, Mark Mason. You can learn more about Life on the Verge at lifeontheverge.com. We're going to be talking about change in this episode or this series. I try to go back and forth between felt needs and unfelt needs. So this is more of a felt need. Most of us know there are things in our lives that need to change. We look in the mirror and go, I need to change the way I'm eating or exercising. And uh, we, we look at our business or our career. It's, it's just not working like it used to. There needs to be change. We need to learn new ways of doing old things sometimes. We live in a world that's constantly changing and our ability to roll with the changes can make the difference in how we prosper or falter in today's society. So in this episode, I'll be talking about the need to learn new tricks, you know, new ways of doing old things. It's vital that we're always learning, always growing, and that means always changing, always trying to become a better version of ourselves. I'll talk about some of the obstacles of change, why we resist change, and then uh, finally, some of the ways that we can grow and change. We can implement change in our lives or maybe facilitate change for those around us. So that's what we're talking about. In the last episode, I talked about an unfelt, or the last series, I talked about an unfelt need maybe, uh, blind spots. You know, we don't wake up in the morning and think, hey, there may be some things in my life that I, I don't see. So if you haven't listened to that series, uh, give it a listen. But I got to share a ridiculous story about that. Really ridiculous. Uh, maybe ironic's the word. I, I, I can't remember which episode it was. I talked about bulfing, backing up, looking forward. In the police academy, we got in big trouble if we just used our mirrors to back up. You know, uh, in today's world, maybe our mirrors and our backup camera, we were still to put our arm around the passenger seat and turn our neck around and make darn certain there was nothing behind us before we backed up. Um, well, I was at a Walmart in Virginia Beach on a Saturday. Now, that's already of the devil. Traffic is absolutely crazy. I'm pushing the cart, my groceries, Susan and I, back to the truck. And she sees this little old lady standing by her cart in the blistering heat who looks lost and confused. So Susan, being the kind heart she is, she says, hey, can you load these? I'm going to go see if she's lost. So it turns out the lady lost her car. She couldn't find her car. I mean, it could be because she's elderly, but I've done that. So we go on the adventure of helping her find her little green, green, little mint green Toyota Rav with a Mickey Mouse ball or head on on the antenna that she put on there to be make it easy to find her car. So I drove that lot. Susan walked with the lady. I drove up and down every lane. And you can imagine, it's a Saturday. It's very busy. Uh, the, the ones right in front of the store, I hit at least two or three times. 20 minutes or so, just going up and down, looking for uh, dodging cars and looking for this little mint green RAV. Finally, I decided to go a little wide, a little further out. And I was going down this lane, and I saw what looked like it could have been the car, and the, the lights flickered, you know, when you push the remote on your keys. And I had Susan on speaker. I said, did she just push her remote? And she goes, I think so. I said, well, let her push it again. And by that time, I had rolled too far forward. Another car was blocking the vehicle that I was looking at, the mint green car that was on the next aisle over. So I slammed it in reverse. Allah, we found it. And I backed, backed up. 
and backed right into a 2023 Chevy Tahoe. <laughs> it messed that person's bumper up, messed my back bumper up. Uh, first accident I've had in years. I mean, it was enough that I got to put my truck in the shop. She's got to put her truck in the shop. Everything's still drivable. Nobody was hurt, thank God. But boy, oh boy, did I bolf and miss somebody that really wasn't even in a blind spot. I, did, I didn't even use my mirrors. I just threw it in reverse and backed up. So I just thought that was crazy and ironic. If you haven't listened to the series, give it a listen. <laughs> so this felt need, the need to change. We all know that if we want to progress in life, uh, in this ever-changing world, we're going to have to change. We're going to have to learn new skills, develop new ways of doing old things. And that's tough for some of us that are older because we kind of get set in our ways. And some of those ways are great. They're good. And I'll, I'll share a principle with you that was kind of a motto at the church I was on staff with, uh, the last church, Wave Church. Uh, one of their mottos was, always changing, always the same. Now, I think that was taken from a corporate mission statement somewhere, but I, I couldn't find out where. Somebody told me McDonald's, but I couldn't find that. Anyway, I love it. Always changing, always the same. Some things we never want to change. Our foundation, our values, our, our you know, the truths we live by. But the way that we, you know, interact with the world around us, that can, the methods, that was the point of the mission statement with the church, is that there's some things that are never going to change. You know, these, these are our values. This is what we believe, our core beliefs. But we can change the way that we do things. And that's what I'm talking about. I know that uh, I may be changing um, to a different podcast platform. I'm looking at Buzzsprout. Uh, change, right? Because it gives better statistics uh, the one that I'm using now, that's where I started. It was free, uh, Anchor, which is now Spotify, but it gives you very limited stats. So I think this is, it only tells me the average age of my listener that listens on Apple. I think that's what it is. Um, but that average age is 35 to 44. Now, I know a number of you out there are older than that. I'll be 60 in August. And I think about the changes that have happened in my lifetime, even if you are 35 to 44. I mean, it seems, especially technology, is just on an exponential curve when it comes to change. If you haven't messed with this, uh, this AI, this chat GPT stuff, uh, it, it hasn't been perfected, that's for sure. But it is absolutely scary. Um, I can... I mean, it's scary. change is scary. It could be a great tool down the road. Um, I'm going to get into, you know, how we interact with, with uh, technology in a minute, how uh, we can be resistant to it because it's scary. But so when, when, like when I was a kid, for example, well, let's go back to that AI stuff. You know, you can, I can type in uh, just, it's like a chat box and maybe you've used it. I can say, write me a sermon on redemption. And it will literally spit out like a three or four point sermon with scripture references. Boom. I can say, write me a song uh, about losing a loved one. And it will write a song out. Verses, chorus, bridge. And no one's saying it's great, but it's an, a, a great launch pad for actually writing a song. I don't know how much that song's going to come from the heart if, since it's coming from AI. But that's just a crazy change that's happened very recently. And technology seems to be on this exponential curve where it's just blowing our mind, right? I saw where now they're flying drones over beaches to spot sharks. 
Well, that makes sense. That seems like that could be a great change, you know. Then they can see, hey, it's time to get out of the water. You see these videos where people are swimming and there's sharks right next to them. Somebody flew a drone over and you could see it, you know. So when I think back to some of the changes in my lifetime, you know, when I was a kid, we had three channels and uh, two UHF channels. That was a special. You put it on the U. You, you guys that are younger, you literally had a dial that went click, 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 click. And you went, we had 3, 10, and 13 in our area. But if you put it on U, which was like 12 o'clock on a, on, a, on a clock, you know, it was the top center. You put it on U, then you used another special dial to tune in the UHF channels, which were 27 and 33 in our areas. And that's what you had. That was it. Five channels. And most of my upbringing, we had a black and white TV until probably my adolescent or teen years. And, uh, you know, they, now, I mean, back then, if you wanted to watch a movie, you got your green sheet out you know, that came with the newspaper. If you're real highfalutin, you actually went out and bought a TV guide booklet. But if you wanted to watch that movie, you better find out when it was coming on. And that's when you got to watch it. And you watched it with commercials or you didn't watch it at all. Or you went to the movie theater. Uh, man, have things changed a little bit. We have options, options out the gazoo. Um, when I was a kid, we had the old school dial-up phones. That was a real thing. I mean, you, you were well off or middle class if you had a touchtone phone or a princess phone hanging on the wall. You guys had had it, lucky you. Uh, pay phones were a thing. I, I like to watch movies from the you know 70s or 80s sometimes if it's a good plot and theme and all that, but it's Hilarious. They had no way of communicating unless they stopped at a payphone, a phone booth. Uh, I don't think we even had a microwave until the early 80s. It's crazy how much has changed. I mean, I remember when the Internet was first offered to the public in like 1995. And if you're listening now on this on an iPhone or an Android, you've proven you can change. You can learn new tricks. I remember I remember the very stoplight that I was sitting at listening to talk radio. I work for this development company that bought large plots, uh, plots of land, uh, and then they put in all the infrastructure for builders to come in and build the houses. And so I was a courier, and I went from site to site and office to office and bank to bank, you know, just carrying paperwork and messages. And if I wanted to get back in touch with the office, I might have had a pager, but I had to stop at a payphone. They actually gave me like a roll of quarters to use for the payphone. And I was sitting at the stoplight on Princess Anne Road. Uh, and I remember listening to this talk radio host saying, you know, the day's going to come when you're not going to need a, a home phone. Everybody's going to have a phone in their pocket or on their hip with a clip, and, and you're going to carry it everywhere you go. And I thought, that sounds crazy and outlandish. Could you imagine not being able to use a computer or a smartphone these days? You learned. You changed. And uh, sometimes I wish we could go back to the old days, but that's not happening. We're going to have to learn to function in this new day. So this series isn't going to be about technology alone. It's about the bigger picture of change and the importance of it, changing the way that you do relationships, changing the way that you do business or your career. Uh, just changing the importance of change. And, and again, most of us, the older we get, we kind of, we, we get resistant to change. We get stuck in our ways. And sometimes our ways are good ways. We, we get preferences 
and we don't step outside of them. You know, uh, I, if I'm, for example, if I'm going to buy mayonnaise, it's going to be Duke's Mayo, okay? And if you like Hellman's or Kraft, you might make heaven, but you're not enjoying the abundant life. It's Duke's all the way. Amen. I'm typically going to navigate to Heinz Ketchup. I'm, we drink Cafe Bustelo coffee exclusively. It's a great Cuban coffee. If I'm going to eat at a restaurant, uh, uh, a, I don't like chains anyway because they're franchises and it really depends on the management of the chain as to how well that restaurant is run, especially when it comes to fast food. I don't eat much fast food anyway, but if I'm going to eat fast food, my options are narrowed down to pretty much Chick-fil-A. I just, unless I have eaten at a particular Wendy's and I know that it's run really, really well or, or you know, uh, McDonald's or something like that, I, I, I can't even think of the last time I ate at any fast food joint other than Chick-fil-A. Now, that's my preference, okay? One day, maybe I'll change that, but we get set in our preferences. And I, I remember, just to show you how people can change— uh, years ago, my, Susan and I have been married for 40 years, and I guess it was uh, 15 years ago, maybe. We've been married 25, at least at least 25 years, maybe longer. And for that 25 years, Susan told me coffee is absolutely disgusting. I don't know how people drink it. I don't even like the smell of it. Meanwhile, she was knocking down like a two liter of Coca-Cola a day. Well, that got the best of her, and the doctor said, you're going to have to stop that. And so about, probably about 15 years ago, maybe, she decided to try coffee. And it's so crazy because I used to drink coffee nonstop. Now I drink about one, one and a half cups a day max uh, in the morning, and that's it. I used to drink it all day long. Now Susan drinks it all day long. She drinks a pot and a half, two pots of coffee a day, all day, every day. Coffee is life. We go to a prison. The first thing she asks is, do you guys have coffee? The inmates will make us coffee. And so it's proof positive that we can change. So but before we get too deep into this, I, I, I want to talk about what... Uh, Life on the Verge is doing, just give you a quick update. We did get confirmation intermission here. We don't have commercials, so deal with it. There's a commercial for Life on the Verge Ministries. We are a musicianary ministry. Most of our work has been in prisons. We're going on a, well, Lord willing, we're going on a new tour in September and hopefully going to follow that up with a live concert video at Hope Community Church. I don't know. We haven't nailed any of this down. It's just sketched out. It's a vague vision right now. Uh, but I have found confirmation, gotten confirmation from all of our band members. I've got to call the pastor today about this concert video, which will be a wonderful tool for promotions and for the Good Infection Project. That's the materials that we send to prisons all over the country. Uh, we send them teaching materials and books. And so they offered to do this video and we figured, well, well, let's go do a prison tour, make sure the band is tight and hot. We get to do the ministry in the prisons and we get to invite, we're bringing, uh, hopefully going to bring this evangelist from South Carolina in again, uh, who feels called to be involved with what we're doing. Uh, so we're going to, we're believing God. We're, we're going to do all this. It's, it's a could be right now, slowly becoming a must be. And our budget, it, this is where confirmation comes. You take the steps, the Lord confirms them. Uh, it's going to be about 8,000 bucks to do what we want to do. 
and we don't have the funds for it. So I'm kind of believing God to have a big amount of that by August 15th. So pray about that, you know, uh, pray for life on the verge. If we're supposed to be there, God's will, God's bill. If you can do something to help financially, fantastic. Lifeontheverge.com. Check it out. End of commercial. Uh, let's get back to this idea of change and the need for change. I was listening to a uh, podcast from Tony Robbins, which he's a little out there, so not a, he's a professing Christian, but again, a little out there for me. Uh, but I saw this one podcast where he was interviewing Dan Cathy, who is the head of Chick-fil-A. He's the son of Truett Cathy, the founder. Fast, I do recommend you listen to that episode. Fantastic episode. Uh, you learn a lot about what makes Chick-fil-A tick, uh, some of their biblical principles as well. And uh, he talked about how they've been, their drive through Tony Robbins brought that up. Like they revolutionized uh, the way that restaurant drive throughs are being done. And that was due to the fact that they changed. They jumped on the technology bandwagon with the apps and online ordering. And a lot of people do that. You know, while they're sitting in line, they just go ahead and use the app and place their order. And it may, and you know, they have people walk in the aisle. There's other things too. But you know, it was Peter Drucker that said the best way to predict the future is to invent it. And so they they realize this stuff is coming, and they got the jump on it. Now, most of us know things that aren't working in our lives. We know we need to change, but we either refuse to change. Or we fail every time we try. Uh, The best case scenario is to anticipate that change is absolutely inevitable. It is going to happen. Let me go back to that whole deal with um, change, uh, predicting change. So Hope Community Church in Hedgesville, West Virginia, they, they were a small church when we went on staff there, and they have grown in leaps and bounds. But despite being a small church, there was always a couple of people there, Sam Lucia reminds me of one, and Chris Jones as well, who's a pastor. Um, they were always looking at, at technology, and, and it, was, it was astounding the amount of technology that was available, and it wasn't being used while I was there as much as it should have been, but it was available. People knew how to do stuff. So when Chris Jones took over as a pastor, maybe even before that, when Don Webb was the pastor, they began to stream their services online long before anybody else was doing it. It was like they saw it, it's coming, and they changed, and they started doing it. And when the pandemic hit, they didn't miss a beat. The, everybody else, there were churches that were resistant to change. They were they refused to change the way that they were doing things, and they suffered. They had no way to communicate with their people. Their giving went down. They hurt really bad. Some are still recovering. Some went completely under. But Hope Community Church, because they were willing to change early, they saw it, they knew it needed to happen, and they did it. Uh, They actually prospered during the pandemic and came back stronger. So this idea of change, why we need to change, it's a biblical concept. Luke 2.52 tells us that Jesus grew. That word means to keep growing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. I absolutely love the definition in the Greek of the word grew. When it says that Jesus grew, when it was written in Greek, it was the word prokopto. I think I said that right. But the word means 
like a pioneer cutting his way through brush. It means to advance. It means to make progress. It means to live. The problem is many of us, the older we get especially, we start to act more like settlers, not like pioneers. We get set or we get in ruts. Um, And it's important that we realize that on this earth, the Bible refers to us as aliens and strangers. There's no set it and forget it. We are on the way somewhere, somewhere different. We're not to settle here. We are to be constantly pioneering and making new ways of doing things that ultimately bring glory to God and point people to Him, whether it's our business or our family or just the way that we do things. Um, that's that Our whole motives change when we're born again. Now, we don't want to lose weight, for example, just so that we look good and that people envy the way that we look and we walk around all prideful. We want to lose weight because the Bible says that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we want to be around as long as we can for our loved ones. Our motives completely change. We don't just do business because we want to make a lot of money. Uh, we want to, We would do business so that we can serve people and so that we can provide for our family and so that we can be generous to others that are in need. Those scriptures, by the way, in 1 Peter 2.11 is where it calls us aliens and strangers. In John 15, Jesus said that we're not of this world. So we're on the way somewhere. We are to be pioneers, I believe, the whole time that we're here. And that means we're constantly growing. We're constantly advancing and changing not, not radically overnight, you know, got to change everything, but we're always at least being open to change. Our, our role is to advance the kingdom of God, to magnify God in this world, and we do that through progress and leading and pointing the way, being pioneers. You know, it benefits, it can benefit us greatly, and you know, a simple illustration um, I've lived in this house that I live in for almost 10 years in Midlothian. And we live between, our subdivision is about 10 minutes either way to two main veins, Midlothian Turnpike and Hull Street Road. One's on the left, one's on the right. If I travel in 10 minutes either direction, I'm on a main thoroughfare with all the stores and you know, all that stuff. Everything's out there, on either one of them. And uh, I've gone the same way to Midlothian Turnpike. For eight years, maybe seven, but I, I locked into a way of getting there. And I'm usually not this way. Usually I'm this guy that's always like taking some random road to see if it's a shortcut. But I never did it for some reason. And then one day, I decided to turn it a different light and check it out and found out, man, I could have saved, you know, probably at least three minutes on every trip, six minutes round trip, on every trip that we made out to Midlothian Turnpike, a shortcut. Maybe there's a better way of doing things. Uh, you know, when I think, of, I follow this guitar player on uh, social media. His name is Mike Zito. And uh, unfortunately, Mike Zito's wife has been dealing with cancer for quite some time, and now she's on hospice care. Things are not looking good, so pray for Mike and Laura Zito. Uh, but he posted on Facebook the other day, He said, Laura and I were married four times over the course of 18 years. Now, that caught my attention. I was like, what? He went on to say, we will celebrate 18 years of marriage this month. July 16th, we had so much fun going on our honeymoon. 
We thought we should renew our vows every five years just so we could take another trip. We were married initially in the Netherlands with family and friends. We got married again five years later in New Orleans in the French Quarter. We renewed our vows for 10 years of marriage in Milan. We renewed our vows at Crystal Beach for 15 years during COVID with all the kids there. We've always been kind of fun like this. We really enjoy being in love with each other and celebrating our relationship. Wow, I that made me think. Maybe I need to rethink the way we've been married 40 years. Maybe there's a maybe we need to think of some fun ways to celebrate the awesome thing that God has done. And and so my point is is that change change is an is inevitable and we should always be changing always growing, not overnight, not radical, but we should recognize that the only constant in life is change. Uh, We've got to learn to roll with the changes, so said REO Speedwagon. And I'm not saying that we can't be effective using our old ways. Sometimes our old ways are better, okay? It means that sometimes we can be more effective if we're willing to change and learn new ways of doing old things. Sometimes this kind of stuff can be vital to our very survival. Refusing to change, change your perspective, uh, change the way that you've been living, for example. If we don't change, it can lead to boredom. It can lead to depression, a feeling of being left behind and useless. It can it can even lead to divorce if we're unwilling to change. It can lead to dementia. If you know, there are studies out there that show staying mentally active, stimulating the brain, can ward off dementia. Refusing to change can even cause premature death. You know, guys retire, they're stuck in their ways, they don't want to learn new things, they get bored, and they lose their purpose in life. And and so I guess the point of this episode is the necessity to change. Why it is so important that we are open to change. I remember I was in a rut. I get in ruts all the time. You know, I just, I, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm not hyperactive. Always got to be changing things. I mean, there, there's something to be said for being steadfast and persevering. And I'll probably do a series on that idea of persevering. Uh, we don't necessarily have to make some radical change. Sometimes we need to stay the course in what we were doing. Uh, and press on through it. And thank God we have the Holy Spirit that gives us, you know, conviction and insight into when we need to change and when we need to stay the course and just persevere and press through challenges. Uh, but when I when I think about the idea uh, of why we resist change, uh, I know that one of the one of the reasons or one of the ways or excuses, um, roadblocks, obstacles to change is laziness. And in the next episode, I'll get deeper into it, uh, but we're almost out of time for this one. But I, I will say, you know, like routine can be great, but sometimes we need to break that routine. I was, I was talking about being in a rut uh, back when I was on staff at a church. I was in a routine. I was in a rut. Things were just boring. And I remember one day, like a spark went off on my head, do it different. And, and I, don't, I didn't even know what that meant, but I started to like, okay, I normally don't greet everybody at Starbucks or the grocery store, so I'm going to look people in the eye and I say, I hope you're having a great day, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I or normally order this kind of coffee. I'm going to try something different. 
I'm just going to change for the sake of change, to be open to change. And uh, it it led to creativity in areas that I needed the creativity. Just backing up and going, wait a minute, is there a different, better way of doing what I'm trying to do? And it really led to uh, some of the early stages of planning out life on the verge, that simple thing. Do it different. Think differently. Open your mind. Be willing to change. And so we'll get into some of the obstacles of why us old dogs especially refuse to learn new tricks uh, in the next ep- uh, next episode with the, the number one for me can be laziness. I, I have a routine. I get up every morning. I do the same thing every morning, but I'm trying to change that routine to implement some, some well, to start working out early in the morning. Uh, normally, I work out at random times a day, and sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. Work out, I've been riding my bike every day. Um, well, six days a week, five miles a day. I'm trying to lose weight. I, I look in the mirror, I see na- change needs to happen. And so I feel so much better if I get that workout done early. But I am so locked into my morning routine, punching it in there, keeping my butt out of the recliner and putting it on a bicycle seat has got to happen. But I, I, if I, I, I get up, I use the bathroom like we do. I walk by the coffee maker. I hit the button. Susan set it up the night before. And then I let the dogs out. And then I plop. I feed the dogs. I plop into my recliner and open my Bible and do my first Bible study there in my recliner, a little bit of solitude and prayer, and that's my routine. Not a bad routine at all, but somehow, but well, after that, I write my to-do list out, and then I get to work on my day, and that's kind of just the way that I do it, and I, I've got to break that routine, but I so far, <laughs> I've been lazy. So we'll talk a little bit about more obstacles, maybe a little more about this idea of laziness. We're just too lazy to put our minds to work or our bodies to work. Uh, We'll talk a little more about some of the reasons that we resist change. And then in the last episode, maybe we'll get into it in the next one, we'll talk about uh, ways that we can implement or facilitate change. All right. Hope that helps. Have a great week. Sometimes falling angels fly Just a reminder that Life on the Verge is a debt-free, fully donor-funded 501c3. All your gifts are tax-deductible, and we appreciate them. You can find out more at Life on the Verge, make your donation there, or you can find the address to mail your gift to. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate you so much. God bless.